starting the recording. Okay. And I'm starting the theme song. Greetings, fiends, cryptids, and omens, and welcome back to another episode of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. And I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Every week, we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album are we talking about today, Jason? <laughs> welcome back to the only podcast where you get to hear a white guy mansplain hip-hop music to his also white girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are doing Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. Ooh, love this album. Yeah. Uh, so do you, what history do you have with Run the Jewels like before we got together? Honestly, I think about the same kind of surface interaction most people that watched Adult Swim in the early to mid-2000s mm -hmm. have. Like, I was very aware of them. I liked what I heard on Adult Swim, but yeah. I didn't really listen to them, listen to them until we got together. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot to do all this, uh, all the, all the, all the formality stuff at the top here. Run the Jewels is a hip hop group comprised of Atlanta rapper Killer Mike and New York rapper LP. Uh, this is their fourth album, mm -hmm. as the title would suggest, produced by LP, uh, with one production credit for Josh Homme, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Hmm. Yeah, he's on the song uh, "Pulling the Pin." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get sense. to that. That's yeah. that's close to the end. But it was released uh, 2020 uh, to pretty much universally uh, glowing reception, which is pretty much every Run the Jewels album. Yeah. Since so, like for people who don't know, Run the Jewels, like Killer Mike and LP, both had very long like underground hip hop careers. Um. And then they were introduced to each other at a party for Adult Swim. Uh, the Adult Swim, like, creative director introduced them because Killer Mike said he wanted to make his, quote, America's Most Wanted. He wanted to do a rapper-producer album. Mm -hmm. um, so the guy introduced Mike to LP. He said, yeah, I got, the, I got the guy for you. There's this guy, there's this crazy white dude out of New York who makes insane beats. And, uh... So they made the album Rap Music together. That project went so well that while they were in the studio making rap music, just for fun, they threw together the first Run the Jewels album. Oh, wow. And then, you know, from there, it just took off. Like, they put out the first Run the Jewels album. They had a lot of fun with it. They put out the second Run the Jewels album a year later, and that one is the one that, like, really blew up. Mm -hmm. And then, they, you know, and now they haven't, neither one of them has done any solo stuff. Outside of like Killer Mike doing a couple of singles mm -hmm. uh, since then, because Run the Jewels has like completely eclipsed both of their careers. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just remember I love their vibe because they're just they're just two of the most mm -hmm. wholesome dudes you could possibly imagine. Like their interviews yeah. for Coachella last year were so funny because it was like. It was literally like watching like your friend's dad in yeah. middle school interact with your dad, but like in a fun way. Uh, I'm so excited to get into the complicated politics of Killer Mike. Oh boy, <laughs> he is uh, uh, a guy. So I, I don't know. He he's kind of like he was like a big darling of the left around like 2016, around when the first 
couple of Run the Jewels albums came out. Uh, you know, he was a big Bernie guy. Mm-hmm. He was actually like the only one of the only like celebrities to publicly endorse Bernie and like did interviews with him and shit. Uh, very cool. And then like he he, he just kind of I don't know. He he's like he's one of these dudes that's much much more radical in his music than he is in his like actual real yeah. life politics. <laughs> uh i think that's pretty easy to do to be fair yeah we'll we'll get to it uh around especially during walking in the snow i i think i have a lot to say Mm -hmm. about that one so i want to save it for that uh this episode we did also um we did actually watch music videos and stuff for this one so which is actually funny so uh uh wikipedia has oh yeah i forgot the genre tag it's hip-hop by the way it's just hip-hop there's no other genre tag i would probably put like alternative hip-hop in here too but whatever mm-hmm. it's not a big deal but uh so we watched the videos for ooh la la um out of sight and walking in the snow right mm-hmm. wikipedia has the singles listed as yankee and the brave ooh la la and just Huh. Yeah. It's interesting because most of the time you see the singles become the music videos. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, wonder what the decision making there yeah, was. I know Just was released as a single and it technically, it got a lyric video, mm. which we didn't watch um, because we were cramped for time. But it's a cool lyric video. It's not a real music video though, so it didn't count. Yep. Uh, I think that's it for the preamble stuff right do we uh yeah is there anything else pretty much it like critical reception for this album was very good yeah what is your personal history with run the jewels because you couldn't have asked me that and i didn't really ask you back i mean my history is like you know i saw i can't remember what the context was i I just saw like i watched a youtube video where someone was listening like rappers they're currently into and they played a clip of um lie cheat steal off of run the jewels 2 and i was like oh that sounds pretty cool and so i looked that up and then from there like i found close your eyes and count to fuck which is uh the big the big single with um zach de la roca from rage against the machine and you know you get zach de la roca on on a song about like you know killing the police officers right Uh, right then that's gonna yeah, that that's gonna draw me in immediately, and like, especially at the time, um, for me, hip hop was very like at least the rap I was listening to was all very wordy, mm-hmm. you know. It was all very like low key and indie, uh, like a yeah. little bit like our like last yeah, week's episode yeah, yeah. That's for a, idea and ability. I was just about to say that that's mm-hmm. a great example of like the type of rap I was listening to, and then Run the Jewels came come along. And they're so loud and mm-hmm. aggressive and bombastic. And, you know, it was like, it was like, I was like, oh, this is everything I've been looking for. It's like, you know, the, the energy that I yeah. love and like metal and punk and, but it's put into rap, but it's not utilized. It's like, it's just using the energy of it. It doesn't feel like it's trying to do like rap metal yeah. you know, or anything. It's just because of LP's production style. That's. I forgot to mention, that's another thing. I was already a fan of LP. Gotcha. Because LP ran uh, Def Jux Records, um, which was the record label that got me into hip-hop in the first place. Gotcha. Because I got into hip-hop through Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. And Aesop was on Def Jux at the time. That also had, like, uh, Cannibal Ox and um, Camuteo and LP. 
all those guys. So I was already kind of familiar with LP, uh, which is funny because most people are more familiar with Killer Mike. Right. Because he has been an Atlanta legend for a long time. He's been on Outkast songs. What's funny is like, he technically already had a Grammy mm-hmm. before Run the Jewels even started because he was featured on um, uh, The Whole World by uh-huh. Outkast, which yes. won Rap Song of the Year, I think, whichever year that was. I love that song. Great song. One of the best Outkast songs. And I didn't know that it was Killer Mike until after. I didn't know that till just now. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think I thought it was E-40 on oh. that song because in that song, and people can... People can clown me if uh, they disagree, but if you go back, he kind of sounds like E-40 on that song. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's basically, like, I got into Run the Jewels because I was getting into hip-hop, and I wanted something more aggressive, and they were there. Yeah. You know? You know, the first song I heard from them was called Lie, Cheat, Steal. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you want to dive right into some tracks? Yeah, let's get into track one. According to Wikipedia, the first single from the album, Yankee and the Brave, uh, episode four. Is that a reference to the Atlanta Braves? Yes. Oh, look at me. I'm so smart. Starting out by opening up the pit immediately. But, uh, yeah, what I was about to say is, yes, it's a re- the title is a reference to um, the New York Yankee and the Atlanta Braves. Oh, wow. Look at me. I connected two dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like, um, you know, LP's always wearing a Yankees hat. That's true. I always forget about that. Yeah. But uh, great intro, mm-hmm. I would say. Very classic Run the Jewels move to, because I think this was part of, usually their first single is part of the, um, it doesn't mention on here, but it's usually part of the Adult Swim singles collection. Right. Because I did that with Run the Jewels 2 and Run the Jewels 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they always open it with something like that, you know, right. back at it like a crack at it. Yeah. You know, they always come out like announcing that they're back, and I love that. It's very um, K-pop of them. <laughs> but it's like, you know, because the, the last album, Run the Jewels 3, kind of starts slow. Um, so this album, I felt like they were announcing that, like, we're back to being loud and abrasive. Uh, yeah, because the last album was a little bit more, like... Toned down, subdued, just, just a touch. Just yeah, like, just a touch. Yeah. Not by much. No. They're just usually on an 11, and Run the Jewels yeah. 3 is at, like, a 10. Yeah. It's still a 10. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know, great opening track. I mm. love I love LPs. Th- this is going to be a common theme 
on this record because this is the first run the jewels album where i personally feel like lp uh outshines killer mike yeah on a lot of the songs and this is a great example when lp has said you know, automatic facts it's like that at <laughs> that shit uh, and it comes back in with the beat it's so good it gets me hyped mm-hmm. every time it's a very good like hype workout song yeah it is it's a great you know just real punch in the face uh right off the bat and um speaking of toning it down the next song is the first single it was, well it's the first music video i'll say <laughs> uh I think this might be my favorite track on the album. That's fair. It's I'm like, oh, I'll go ahead and play it. But yeah, it's 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 up there for me too. <sighs> that just like slightly off key piano. Right. So good. This reminds me of something. I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up while this is playing. Looking for M's like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like where the bread. You go hold the egg. Wait to bring the check. When we talk, we collect the cost. Keep us in your thoughts. Fully dressed at the crack of dawn. Weapons heading off. I can hear them from the block. See them creeping through the fog. Season's greetings, graffiti season can start. Oh my God. Look alive. Looking like I live life on a crooked line. Doing fine. You want maximum stupid. I am the guy. First of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Stay top top. Oysters on the half jail. Switch it ball. Like a bitch and the pussy feet. Still fuck the wall, I'm a dog, I'm a dirty dog, ha 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 ha, oh dirty bastard, go in your jaw, shimmy shimmy y'all, got the semi in the hemi, go and gimme gimme y'all, pugilistic, my linguistics, RJ Ruda damage y'all, and I rap it, pornographic, he set up the camera, Sorry, I forgot to turn the mics back on. Uh, before we get into this, uh, I want to talk real quick. So, you know the band Mushroom Head? I am familiar with the band Mushroom Head. Do you know the song Simpleton by Mushroom Head? Not many people do. No, that's way too deep of a cut for me. I'm it's, a very, it's, a, that. it's a very deep cut. It, <laughs> it came out in 95 and was not re-released on any. So, the first time I heard the piano riff on this song the very first thing i thought of was this let me make sure this is loud enough for you to hear it oh my god <laughs> that part yeah that's not sampled from there right no, no. It, it definitely it's just, isn't but it's just like kind of similar yeah it's it's a very same vibe but you got to hear how funny his voice is when it comes in i don't think this was such a good idea <laughs> 
Oh, that's delightful. Dude, early mushroom head is so funny. I've got to, I've got to let this play for a second because uh, it's giving. Yeah, the, these are the music videos I'm watching at like 2 a.m. when I'm uh, 14. This shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Definitely not related in any real way. I just always, I, I always thought that piano riff sounded kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And every time it makes me think of Mushroom Head, and I know for a fact that I'm the only one thinking of Mushroom Head yeah. when I listen to Run the Jewels. <laughs> Uh, but no, so this is one where a I love this song. I think it's the most fun Run the Jewel song. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I feel like it's the easiest to throw on, like at a party or it's something. Sing along chorus. Yeah, it feels like a pop song. Yeah, almost. It feels like a pop LP. You know, again, continuing the the theme of him kind of owning this album. Like when he comes out, like. Jabada bear, where the like, you know, Jabada bear, like hold the M's, where the fucking M's, like when we talk, we can listen to cough, keep us in your thoughts. It's so smooth, and I know I fucked it up, but uh. But you're not a rapper. Yeah, I've also had a lot of caffeine, so you know, don't 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 go too hard on me. Tweaking but, out on the caffeine. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this. It also, I feel like this song. Uh, is much better with the music video. Yeah. Like, I, when this was first released as a single, um, it didn't immediately click with me because it is so different from their usual stuff. It's yeah. a lot brighter. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the piano has a sort of twinkle to it, whereas, like, usually the lead in a Run the Jewel song is, like, kind of a weird bass or, right. or like, a like a creepy synth lead or something. Yeah, generally it's something as a backbeat that you have mm-hmm. not heard used as a backbeat yeah. unless you listen to like a lot of like alternative hip hop, you know? Right. But then this song comes out and it's such a like it's such a party anthem. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the music video really helps that cuz the music video is such a party. It is. It is so much fun. If you uh have the time, dear listener, uh check it out. Very fun video. I love you know how the uh the background dancing like becomes more choreographed yeah. like throughout the video and like you don't really notice it at first and then uh, you start to notice like people like people's movements are starting to sync up with yep. the song more also just the whole vibe of the video like you can tell everybody is having such a good time on that set that day right that it's just it really does come yeah. through and you could also tell that it was um the last the last music video filmed before covid happened yeah <laughs> because thing was filmed like january 2020 right yeah because these <laughs> these other videos uh you they are definitely not in the room nope <laughs> together making the video uh but this one you know they got they got everyone in there greg nice is in there from um uh oh my god i am blanking on what he's from nice and smooth uh it's a classic classic new york uh you know classic new york hip-hop duo Mm -hmm. and then of course um and then of course uh dj premier he was one half of gangstar he worked with royce to five nine just a very accomplished i believe he was also outcast dj for a while uh i mean yeah he's i'm looking at his uh 
<laughs> I'm looking at the list of artists he's worked with. It's very funny. You have Anderson Pack, Big Daddy Kane, Big L, Christina Aguilera, Jay Z, Joey Badass, Limp well, Biscuit. One of these things is not <laughs> like the others. Well, two of these things. Yeah. Christina Aguilera and Limp Biscuit, though. Yeah. Wild. I wonder if that was when um, they were dating. They were dating? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. I, Christina Aguilera dated Fred Durst, I think. What? What? Maybe. Quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she broke up with uh, Carson Daly to date Fred Durst or maybe the other way around. It's something like that. There's a there's a there's a video you can find of Fred Durst and Christina Aguilera like doing the VMAs together. Wow. Yeah, it's really funny. Of course, that was still when I was very deep in my um, all music is sinful except contemporary Christian music bubble. (laughs) I was homeschooled um, with a lot of fundy kids. Yeah. You know. Fred Durst is one of my favorites for being one of the only like new metal guys to fully embrace uh, being a rock star and like being a celebrity. Definitely. And I love the way he's continued. I hope we do a um, Limp Bizkit album soon because I think that would be very fun. (laughs) I would have to buy a Limp Bizkit album. You don't own any Limp Bizkit on vinyl? No, they're hard to get. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Well, they they said they were planning to do re-releases pretty soon because... There was that thing where someone, some website was doing a re-release of um, Chocolate Starfish. Gotcha. And um, I was, like, bummed that I missed it. Mm-hmm. But then I saw a post from, like, West Berlin basically being like, hey, this is unofficial. Don't buy this shit. We're doing our own re-releases pretty soon. So. Gotcha. <clears throat> and, you know, honestly, uh, Significant Other is better than Chocolate Starfish anyway. So You're correct. Anyway, yeah. let's get back to some rum and Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I want to talk about Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess you're going to have to fucking buy a Limp Biscuit album. Yeah. Maybe I can find a bootleg. <laughs> anyway. If anyone listening has a bootleg, uh, please send it to us. Yeah. We'll credit you as a producer. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. We should set up a P.O. box for people to send us vinyl. Isn't that like. That that that's the real scam in like getting into content creation is right. just to like set up a PO box and then people send you free stuff. Right. right. <laughs> anyway, uh, <coughs> out of sight featuring two chains. Woo! Uh, Titty boy himself. Titty boy himself. Kind of medicine to sobriety, like what? what? Super thug is dumping what? on a cut. What? 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 My motherfucking Uzi weighs a ton. Hit the drum till you hear it go. Run, run. Piety just really isn't us. What a rush. See you cutting up a pie. That's my lunch. Run. Your motherfucking pockets when I come. It's an honor to be robbed by Denise's only son. Yeah. Give a ready, baby boy. Bitty moving extra heavy with his Chevy. Gotta get it. He's spaghetti with the mops. A vegan bitch and feed them dick because they don't eat no steak and lobster. Sosa was my hero, homie. Tony's just a fucking hobby. Out of mind, out of touch, out of time. Man, I smoke a bogey backwards with a thumb up like it's fine. Run. Sleep the stuff I say. Self asleep the vine. Leave me here to drown in glory. You're too good to cross that line. Run, run. Tragically struck down in my prime by the speed at which the bags are dropping. Should've watched the sky. You don't want to live this life. It's really not sublime. I'm only doing what I want behind the loogies at the swine.
devastating, captivating. So we're probably not going to get to it, but this song has two of my favorite lines, one yeah. of which I just discovered looking at the genius lyrics. Because <laughs> Billy Mike's got one of those flows that, like, half the time I have no idea what he's saying. Like, mm. on first listen, unless I'm looking at lyrics or, like, a lyric video or something. Yeah. But it's so fucking smooth, I don't care. Oh, yeah. That, see, that that's kind of, like... Like, when Run the Jewels first came out, that's kind of why I said this is, like, one of the first albums where LP outshines him a yeah. little bit. Because Killer Mike was always kind of the favorite right. in, in Run the Jewels. Because well, he he's ha- just so polished. The flow is yeah. untouchable. He has the most, like, he, he has that kind of flow you want to, like, sing along to mm-hmm. and rap because it's so, like, smooth. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, and there's just so much, like, personality at it. But, yeah. like... We didn't get to it because it's like in verse three, but LP has one of his greatest lines of all time. I know you just about McFucking had it. Yeah. I am a big fan of attaching the McDonald's Mick prefix yeah. onto words. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. uh, Killer Mike is here for the vegans. Yeah. Uh, yeah vegan representation. Yeah. You because know. we don't eat no steak and lobster. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I don't eat either of those things. This is. Like, honestly, one of my favorite types. Well, this is my favorite type of Run the Jewels song. Yeah. Where, where Killer Mike and LP are kind of going back and forth. Yes. Rather than it being like, okay, this is LP's verse. This is Killer's yeah, Mike verse. Yeah, I like it more when it, it's very conversational yeah. in this song. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've gotten a lot. Like, because they didn't really do that much on the first album. Yeah. And then the second album, they started doing it. Like, it, it's kind of become more and more their thing. And I think like it kind of shows like their growth as friends definitely like you can like you could kind of feel how tight they are by like how easily they can go back and forth and it really Mm -hmm. does at times just sound like two friends shooting the shit and i love it it's they're like wholesome to me in the way that like george corpse grinder is wholesome right you know what i mean like they're just a couple of sweet dads that Mm -hmm. happen to look extremely badass and put out like really hardcore music but at the end of the day right they're just a couple of swishes yeah they both just want to, like, smoke a blunt and chill out. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what half of their songs are about, I would say. Exactly. Um, it's also, like, the 2 Chains verse. I love it. Yeah? I, I love the 2 Chains verse. Like, I'm not a huge 2 Chains guy, but he he's he, he just brings so much charisma and uh, so much energy to the, end, to the song. And that yeah. is one thing I have always loved about Run the Jewels. No matter who is the like the guest artist on the track, they mm-hmm. always know how to make the guest artist yeah. shine. And right. like they really bring out the best of the people that are performing with them. I'll buy a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Uh, a lot of good one-liners in this song. Yeah, it's a and it um worst music video though. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. this is the one that is a uh, They're all green screened in, right? Yeah, they're all green screened in, and it's a commercial for that movie. That's that right. I've already forgotten the name of. But it was about like three teenage white boys getting into shenanigans. They're they were stealing stuff. Yeah, it's a um. I never it's not t- bling ring, but you know we're just. If if I remember correctly, the plot of the movie is they're trying to break in to like change their grades or something like they're breaking oh, into a college gotcha gotcha i could be completely wrong here because no one and i mean no one saw this movie um i, I can't... mean lp and killer mike probably did contractually yeah i keep wanting to say that this that the uh uh movie was um attack the block but i don't think that's right and i'm not seeing it anywhere on the wikipedia page 
wow, yeah. even Wikipedia didn't see that movie. Crazy. Yeah, no, well, because they don't they don't have the music videos listed on here, which is pretty funny. Usually they do. Huh. Um, and and the song uh, doesn't have its own Wikipedia page, which again usually it does when there's a music video attached. Uh, they just like they just like ignore the music videos for this and Walking in the Snow, which is kind of annoying because I wanted more information on that Walking in the Snow video. Oh, I still love the Walking in the Snow video. But uh, yeah, good song. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Yeah, very, very loud. kind of like a standard Run the Jewels. Like this is what I expect from them. Like it's very polished. It's very fun. Yeah, it reminds me of a song off of their first album. Which is a common theme, honestly. This album reminds me most of their first album. It's like a poem. Everything um, rhymes. Banana Clipper. It reminds me of Banana Clipper, especially the intro. I just... <laughs> I accidentally played the instrumental version, but you get the idea. Yeah. I think the thing I love the most about the backbeats and the instrumentals on Run the Jewels albums is it um it's not not Scooby Doo background noises. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh LP's production is so good. It's so interesting. It's so like he throws a lot of sounds in there. Yeah. It's, it's very layered. It almost gets like into experimental noise stuff like clipping. Yeah. They honestly like Run the Jewels gets lumped in with noise rap a lot. Like they're definitely like, not. Like I think they're way no. too polished for that. Like they're like noise rap in the same way that like a tumbled amethyst looks exactly right. like a natural amethyst. Do you know what but I mean? I, d- I do think that they are a good gateway into noise rap in the same Definitely. way that like Slipknot Slipknot is a gateway into death metal. Yeah, very. You know? Yeah, it's like the most accessible point. <clears throat> yeah, like Slipknot is definitely not a death metal band, but they do have some death metal parts. Exactly. They're very oh. inspired by death metal. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to Holy Kalamafuck. Holy Kalamafuck. The most uh, epic Reddit bacon you win the internet today, sir, ass al- or song title. Oh, my God. You've ever done. <laughs> it's funny. I was just saying I needed to say fuck less on this podcast. But <laughs> what, what am I going to do now? Not say the name I, of the song? I know. It's, it's terrible. Uh, we, are, we are not beating the explicit allegations. I love this intro. It's very good. Michael D. Render, the pyrotechnocrats, the old razzle-dazzlers, the magic 
Philippine and Barbers, the Queen, China, the Rock, Contrivers, Supreme Violence of the Time Describers. I'm the decider, the evil eyes, a pile driver, provider for liars, the sleep deprived, the nick of time, mercy killed the nine, I'm trying, I killed the mood of a rudeness for Giver, a slap a yapper from the Abbey to the two phone fiber, I'm liver, dark crime designer, criminal minder, and I'm a horn and bread Uso who chopped and screwed truth up, think I got a case of the Mondays on and there, there's the beat switch. Oh, I'll, let, I'll let that play for a second and then bring it down. Ayo, one for mayhem, two for mischief. Now aim for the drones in the zoning district. Pin them, burn them, get them, burn them. Can't get the ghost up. All right, you get the idea. If this is where like LP's flow really, mm-hmm. really shines and where like just lyrically, like he has grown so much in a performer between RDJ three and RDJ four. Yeah. Like just oh so good. Well what's interesting is he sounds more like he does on his solo stuff on this really? on this record than oh. Yeah. So it's like he's not trying to be like LP from Run the Jewels, he's right. just being LP. I like that. Well and a lot of the songs will on the next song especially but like a lot of these songs kind of sound like lp songs that have gotcha. killer that have killer mike as a feature on them gotcha especially the next one mm-hmm. but this one um so at this point in the record you might start to notice there's not a lot of hooks yeah there's really the, not like ooh la la has a pretty good hook out of sight doesn't really have one and then this song doesn't have a hook um it's kind of like a weird it's kind of like a weird thing for this album because the last one had so many hooks mm-hmm. on it. I don't think it's as needed, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I do I do like when you're on the Jules has a hook. I am a good right. I'm a sucker for a hook. That's what a hook oh, is yeah. for. <clears throat> but yeah, it's weird. Uh, uh, this album definitely is... It, it feels much more directionless mm-hmm. than because like uh, RTJ three was so like singularly focused that this album it definitely feels like they didn't want to do the same thing they did on RTJ three, uh, and they kind of wanted to go back to their original sound, but they also didn't want to quite go back to just being like silly, right? You know, so it kind of puts this album in a in a weird place for me um yeah we get we can move on yeah to, let's keep it on rolling yeah keep it on rolling jesus who talks like this <laughs> you know what time it is <laughs> keep it rolling baby uh to goonies versus et maybe if i had another chance i would give another chance to you For making another wish, I'll wish for a wish for, for you. you. For you. Hey. One, two. Egad, you heard of these lads. The myth that we made a grip, never go dick. Truly the Cadillac, I had to contract L's on a quick. Dick them up, slick talker, no tricks. That's the funniest shit. Finally, the money up and print on the kid, and the planet hit skits. Living in a valley of flames, like I win. Skyline of blaze, and a bomb rock pick. You don't want to acknowledge the wrong, give a shit, never nine. You can talk to me fine when I'm gone. Bad news bearing along with big claws, trying to hold a whole lives in his paws and applaud. Swear to goddamn, the whole city I'd make a bull man's heart. We got scars for hearts. Shit for eyes, baby, living in a one-chance lot, so I stick to the arm. Oh, my God, I'm so mad. Cash back, running through beds, so I hope I don't crack. 
Yeah, this one does have a hook, uh, but it's long as hell. It is. And it's slow as hell. And this is why this one is definitely an LP song. Because mm-hmm. that's LP doing that hook, too. Right, yeah. It's just, like, just, slowed down and yeah. reverbed a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and, if and like, because after that hook, you have that, like, chanting part. And then the hook kind of comes, or, or the instrumental slows down again, and then Killer Mike comes in. Right. So he really, this is the song on the album where he most feels like a feature. Yeah. Rather than. Yeah, because like, it's just kind of Killer Mike, like, chiming in yeah, it's more a weird so. Song. It is. I like it. Um, especially like it. Uh, this particular call out line for me. You've been hypnotized and Twitter as by silly guys. That's exactly <laughs> uh, our relationship, because you are a silly Twitter guy. Yeah, that's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Go swim in the pond a, if you're going to be a silly a goose. Terminal reply guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's like it's a it's a fine yeah. song. It's not one of my favorites. No, it's a it's, little little slow for a Run the Jewel song, and not. Is. And the placement's a little odd. Yeah, I don't like know. after three really high energy songs or four right. really high energy songs. Yeah. Like I would expect this to be a later track than like the halfway point. Mm-hmm. And it also like I remember listening to this album for the first time when this came out and it's like going from holy clam fuck to goonies versus et which are both kind of like slower more like mid-tempo plotting songs right and i, I was starting to be like all right what what are they doing here right you know what's what's going on with this run the jewels album um you know when, when, when am i gonna open up a pit again <laughs> when when yes. will I pit return for more? Yes. Where, where is close your eyes? Uh, <laughs> I gotta get you a widow's walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll move on uh, to probably I would say the most infamous song from this album. I love this song, which is "Walking in the Snow." In R.I.P. Gangsta Boo. Yes, R.I.P. Gangsta Boo. Uh, we'll talk about this song, and and I'm prob- I'm gonna try. I didn't write down the time code uh, because I don't uh, do prep work, I guess. And uh, so I'm going to try and skip to Killer Mike's verse because I mean, K- Killer Mike's verse is what we really want to talk about here. So let's get it. But then directly at the end for you, the newest tools, pseudo-Christians, this the way it exists. Motherfucker cold, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. There we go. <laughs> yeah, ho, gangsta boo, run the jewel, we back on our shit, and it's cold as fuck. The way I see it, you probably free us from the ages one to four. Around the age of five, you shift away for your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed your fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you get is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced it with apathy. I wish I could magically 
Fast forward to the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the that snow. That is the greatest line in rap music. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero oh, was yeah. killed by the state. That whole, that like Killer Mike verse is probably <laughs> my favorite Killer yeah. Mike verse. But like, I kind of became like hyper fixated for the, on this song in 2020 oh yeah so for those for those that don't know uh i'm gonna read from the wikipedia article here because i feel like it's important for the context uh the dogs are uh contributing the dogs are barking um they'll be fine it's fine yeah they're good i i will die before i edit No, uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, from the Wikipedia article, the original album release date was June 5th, uh, 2020, but due to the ongoing protests against police brutality sparked by the murders of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery uh, the sh- and the shooting of Bri- Breonna Taylor, the duo decided to release the album two days early. With the accompanying note reading, fuck it, why wait? The world is infested with bullshit, so here's something raw to listen to while you deal with it all. We hope it brings you some joy. Stay safe and hopeful out there. And thank you for giving two friends the chance to be heard and do what they do. With sincere love and gratitude, Jamie and Mike. Um, I so, always forget that his first name's Jamie. Yeah, right. He doesn't seem like a Jamie to <laughs> me. I don't know why, he just doesn't. Right. <laughs> so a lot of people, when this first came out, uh, because of that line, you know, until you hear my voice go from a street to a whisper, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that this song was in response to uh, the the killing of George right, Floyd. Right, but this was actually like done and yeah, finished. Yeah, it was recorded a year before. Yeah, like it was it was done done and well before he passed away. It was one of those things. It was like such so a sobering moment where I was like, yo, this happens so frequently that like a song that was recorded a year ago mm-hmm. feels like it was a response to something that happened exactly like a week and ago. i do remember um them getting quote unquote called out mm-hmm. on twitter for like profiteering off it and it's like well <laughs> oh dear <laughs> no so the the thing uh that killer mike gets called out for a lot is um uh uh being a bit of a like liberal being a bit of a capitalist mm-hmm. a lot of the time so like one of the things that a lot of people on the left because of course like whenever you position yourself as like a darling of the socialist left like the left is going to criticize you a little bit harder than they probably would yeah uh, if you know if you're just like openly and nakedly like cap- like if, like like someone like Kendrick Lamar can drop like even though he is like very openly like capitalist and stuff like he can still drop some like social justice bars and stuff like that and people won't criticize him much for it right but when you position yourself as kind of this like i don't want to say moral authority but like yeah but a little bit bit. he kind of does with all the like kill your masters and all that shit and then and then getting up on a pulpit 
and urging protesters to like not do property damage. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh and, my. And like, and like defending police and stuff. Mm. And then uh, he also got criticized for that corny ass Netflix show that he did around this time because it was one of those things where like it was positioned as like, oh, it's, you know, uh, left rapper Killer Mike. He's going to like, because he is a very smart person. Right. Um, And he's great in like interviews and stuff and he knows his shit. But, uh, and then like, he was like, oh, it's going to solve, like, Killer Mike's solutions to, like, social issues. And most of them were uh, start a small business. Yeah. Like, most of his solutions were just, like, do capitalism. And it's interesting because um, I think a lot of men in their 50s. Is he in his 50s? Maybe. I can find that in one second. One thing, men in their 50s, apologies to male listeners in their 50s because you're about to feel very called out right now. All of y'all think it is just so easy to start a business. <laughs> I am a micro business owner. I have a one chair studio salon. Um, it's just me. And this shit is hell. Mm-hmm. Like they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. No, dude, do what you love and you will work constantly. Killer, and- Mike, Killer Mike is 47. Yeah. See, I was right. <laughs> I was fucking right. <laughs> and like, I mean, yeah, like definitely there is a certain amount of entrepreneurism can change your situation but like when you have zero dollars and somebody's like oh just go buy a laundromat do something turnkey or like a lot of people encourage young stylists coming out of hair school to just go ahead and do what i'm doing and there's no way in hell (laughs) you do not know absolutely not yeah the the issue the big issue with killer mike is he's very much one of these dudes who um loves to like talk all this like radical like communist and black panther rhetoric but then when shit starts getting real he's like whoa guys 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 calm down all right right and i can see where that's extremely frustrating at the same time it's really funny because he's almost like a baby twitter leftist in that way like they're all about like yeah throw some molotovs Mm -hmm. break windows but then like they go to a protest and somebody says something nasty about their shirt and they're like i was attacked in the the street (laughs) The dude literally uh, quote tweeted Jack Posobiec the other day. And I was like, Killer Mike, can you not? Like, we're about to record a podcast about Run the Jewels. Can you, like, be cool? Be cool for five seconds. And I didn't know any of this. And I'm over here like, he's so great. He is mostly great. But human (laughs) beings are complicated. And I think it's it's healthy to talk about the people you admire and talk about their Mm -hmm. faults as well as, like, what they're good at and how they're amazing. Because no human being deserves to be completely on a pedestal. I will say, first of all, uh, a, a little bit of context for what I just said there. Jack Posobiec, the reason why that's an issue, Jack Posobiec is uh, most known as the pizza gate guy. He's he's the he's the guy who went like into Comet Ping Pong yeah. with like a camera mm-hmm. and stuff and was like oh and then like had a just like a regular awkward interaction with like a waitress and then gets out and he's like guys it was so it was so scary in there it was so de- it was so <laughs> demonic I could tell. <laughs> I felt depressed. I felt op- and, I felt depression from the devil himself. And also, to be fair to Killer Mike, he probably doesn't know who Jack Posobiec is. No. The thing he retweeted was a very, like, standard um, thing where it was it was uh, uh, some like security camera footage of a person being mugged, mm-hmm. and like the person happened to be uh, an off-duty or retired cop. And, like, pulled out a gun and shot the mugger. Right. Or something like that. And Killer Mike's comment was just like, you know, if y'all, like, fuck around, you're going to find out. Or some some type of shit like that. 
Uh, yeah, where it's, you can't be against police brutality and then right. think it's okay to execute somebody for doing a mugging. Right, exactly. There's it's it's the constant struggle between like trying to be like a a, a, pro- a property a personal property rights guy, right? Uh, while also being like hailed as like the BLM police brutality like act- right. like activist rapper. Like, I will say, I am very much a leftist, I consider mm-hmm. myself, but, like, when it comes to that point zero zero six seven percent of the U.S. border property that I own, where they're intending to build the wall, I am all about fucking property rights. Yeah, that is yeah. my property. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it'll hold up in court, but it's yeah. mine. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, like, I don't want to get too in the weeds because this isn't a... Uh, a leftist podcast this is a music podcast but with secret leftist themes yeah like but since we're talking about run the jewels i feel like it's appropriate to talk about this this is a thing this is a very very common right wing like tactic Mm -hmm. right you take something you take a clip that is meant to evoke like a visceral reaction in you Mm because you're supposed to be like oh well if that was me or my mm-hmm. mom or my sister or something like getting mugged. Right. Then I wouldn't feel bad for like shooting the guy. And it's not like you never question. It's 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 designed to make you not question the systemic issues that put the mugger in the position where he is mugging someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also like going back to the issue with uh, Killer Mike's show. Right, it's like all of his solutions are uh, uh, personal, like personal responsibility based, and they're right, all like capitalist based. Yeah, and so you know, there's this thing where like you know, you, they they want to obscure these systemic issues and make them like personal issues, where you know, it's like if you want to stop that mugging, then we need to fix the systemic problems that put yeah, the person in that we desperate need to position. Fix- like how expensive housing mm-hmm. is we need to fix minimum wage we need to fix like yeah. maybe he's just crazy maybe you, he just needs mental yeah. health care you can't fix non-systemic or you can't fix systemic issues with non-systemic solutions exactly and it's interesting because only recently like i'm about to turn 31 like in a week mm-hmm. and i just now learned that the phrase pulling yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> yeah. is an oxymoron it's it's meant to be oh, impossible yeah. like yeah. that's the whole point is it's impossible and my whole life i've been told pull yourself up by <laughs> your boot straps you know come on you just gotta i'm like i i get praised a lot as a disabled person for quote pulling up mm-hmm. on my bootstraps and it's like it got lumped in with the like give 110 percent like yeah. it's supposed to be motivational mm-hmm. it did and it's uh it's very frustrating yeah um we just talked a lot without playing any music but uh we're also halfway through the album so which it's time to talk about those time to talk about the vinyl so what i have here is the super deluxe uh four lp edition double wide spine uh full color gatefold and all that beautiful nice jazz i got this uh i pre-ordered it from run the jewels website immediately immediately went for the four lp uh, the other two records are instrumentals, and I knew good and goddamn well I wasn't going to listen to the instrumentals. I just wanted it. Um, the regular album is on these very nice... Uh, hot pink. Hot pink. Hot translucent pink, 180 gram records. And then the instrumentals are on a very nice glittery 
uh, metallic gold uh, vinyl, which, if you remember my rant about mm-hmm. metallic vinyl last week with the with the idea of vinyl not actually being silver, um, this is how you do metallic yeah. vinyl. It's it, like I'll post, you know, I'll post uh, pictures on our Instagram mm-hmm. uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, at least probably. <laughs> uh at mbf records pod on instagram but because because it is it's like hard to explain right it, so it's hard to explain especially if you don't know like vinyl terms so what they're doing here is they're using the smoke effect to to create this kind of like wavy like hammered metal effect and they're using like glitter uh like glitter gold vinyl inside um translucent vinyl yeah so it's very much like a liquid effect um, yeah. as someone that knows nothing about vinyl it reminds me very much of acrylic paint pores but yes. just in like a monochrome tone so you can see um slightly darker areas of mm-hmm. like just the gold metallic and it's like it's a gold metallic in the same way like metallic makeup is metallic right. it's a whole bunch of like microfine i'm assuming like mica or yeah. something but it's it's really nice and then uh, the record also came with this nice uh, lyric book. Ooh. You know, it's it's just a lyric book. There's no there's no like art or anything in it except for there's some pictures at the back. It's uh, a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice full spread of them in the Grand Am. Um, yeah, with a black and white. So that's the other thing with this album. Uh, this is the first Run the Jewels album where the cover is a photograph. Mm-hmm. The hands were created they were like 3d printed by some artist and then dipped in gold and then photographed and put on like the pink background so, so. do you think they share custody of them or do you think they have them in like an office or like a studio somewhere you know what's funny is i listened to a long time ago i listened to two lp on the what had happened was podcast mm-hmm. and he talked about it and i meant to re-listen to that before doing this and i forgot and i have no idea what he said so <laughs> i don't know why i brought it up um but yeah overall it's a great it's a great pressing it sounds clean as hell it does there is like not a whole lot of like scratchy noises there's no noise on it yeah it's beautiful the bass is super crisp Mm -hmm. which especially on our subwoofer yeah if you're a vinyl person um you know that like one of the main complaints with vinyl a lot is that the bass doesn't usually hit like i know i like i know there's a lot of vinyl channels I love. Uh, uh, shout out uh, Mike Seatown. Um, he was part of the inspiration for doing for doing the podcast like this because he does his vinyl update videos where yeah. he talks about all of the pressing and stuff. And um, uh, he talks about how he really only buys like metal albums on vinyl. He doesn't like buying hip hop albums on vinyl, even though he's a member of the Dead End Hip Hop channel. Right. Uh, because he feels like the bass doesn't come through. I could see that. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the ones we listen to regularly have pretty good bass. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But we also have a really incredible sound setup. Yeah. I was about to say, you know, Mike, you know, it might be a skill issue. You know, maybe up your equipment. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's your maybe it's your fault. Um. <laughs> Victim blaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, look, if if the bass isn't reverbing off of the needle, making it unlistenable, then I don't want it. <laughs> anyway. So that's about the, all about the vinyl. Yes. And, uh, do we want to dive into some more tracks? Yeah, we are, all, we are already like an hour into this. Yeah, I know. Um, 
<laughs> I was worried I wouldn't have enough to talk about We're with ca- other tools, and I don't casting know. Casting the hell out of this pod. I don't know what I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, uh, speaking about Killer Mike's complicated politics. Next up is Just featuring Pharrell Williams and Zach uh, De La Roca. Mastered economics, cause you took yourself from squalor. Slave. Mastered academics, cause your grace said you were scholar. Slave. Mastered Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Shit. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Any time I'm on mine, I be minding mine. Every time on my grind, I'm just trying to shine. Make a dollar government, they want a dozen dimes. The petty kind might kill you because they see you shine. I done had to have a talk with myself any time. Am I a hypocrite because I know I did plenty I get broke too many times, I might slay some pines. You believe corporations running marijuana, ooh. And your country getting ran by a casino owner, ooh. Pedophile sponsor all these fucking racist bastards. And I told you once before that you should kill your master. Now that's the line that's probably gonna get my ass my Master of these politics, you swear that you got options, right? Master of opinion, cause you vote with the white collar, right? The 13th Amendment says that slavery's abolished. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Man, you better thug out, get the bag and the bug out uh, Try to run home, you might run your luck out Just when your base is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout Now that is some classic Run the Jewels right there That is a hook there um, And they brought in the master, they brought in Pharrell Nobody, yes. like, I'm not a huge Pharrell stan, I enjoy a lot of his music But like, nobody writes a hook like he does well, I mean, and his, produ- his production is mm-hmm. always phenomenal I'm surprised that he doesn't have a production credit on this song. Really? Especially because it does the, the Pharrell four count. Yeah. At, at the start, the doom, 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 doom. Yeah. yeah. I was, that's why I was. I assumed he did the production on this track. I mean, I assumed he at least helped with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, that vocal, the ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, that, that yeah. like line throughout the song, that's a very Pharrell-like thing to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know we didn't play Zach's verse, but it's a very good Zach verse. Not my favorite Zach De La Roca Run the Jewels verse. I kind of don't like how distorted his vocals are on this song. Yeah, it's a little jarring. Yeah, everything else is very clean in a way. It's like weird. it's weird to have that kind of vocal distortion on a track with Pharrell. Yeah, because like if you put Pharrell in anything, it's just gonna smooth it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they put like bumps under the end just a little right. bit. And I mean, I still like appreciate the whole song and I like the whole song. But like I'm one. with you. Like it. And it, it just that one little thing. Yeah. You should have um, let Pharrell do it. And I, and I will I will add this addendum to that I forgot to say during our discussion earlier is uh, I do think that it is more important for Killer Mike to be espousing these messages in his songs. I do think so too. Than like than the, his like Twitter shit because um 
more people are going to listen to the songs than are going to look at his Twitter. That's true. You I know? do think there is a little personal responsibility there. Like, if you're talking about killing all your slave masters, <laughs> yeah. honey, sir. Oh, man. That's such a hard Mr. Killer. I, it is. Look at all the slave masters posing it's on actually, your dollars. Actually, Dad and I were talking about this this morning. Um, my dad took me to my infusion appointment that controls my horrific autoimmune disease. And we were talking about George Washington. And I was like, yeah, you know, he didn't have a set of hippopotamus teeth. And my dad's like, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah. They were the teeth of enslaved men that had been ripped from their skulls. It, the dogs are very upset again, about this information. Again, they, they wait until we start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, that's funny. I never heard the hippopotamus teeth thing. I o- really? I always only heard the, the wo- wooden teeth. Yeah, the wooden teeth thing, and then I learned about the slavery. I think I, I think I thought that they were ivory at one point. Maybe he did. There are multiple sets of George Washington's teeth in the Smithsonian. Gotcha. Um, I do not believe any of them are wood. Yeah. Um, I do believe several of them are ivory, yeah, and no, a significant I, portion are human. I think the wooden thing was, uh, was always just completely made up out of nothing. Yeah, it's kind of like the cherry tree thing. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. How I don't remember shit like that from my childhood. How does a whole country remember that from his? Right. <laughs> but I guess we remember Balloon Boy too. Yeah. R.I.P. Balloon Boy. R.I.P. Balloon Boy. Uh, speaking of uh, history, mm-hmm. you know, this, uh, this is never look back. Let's you know? let's get it. Let's do it to it. <laughs> Eighty-one miles to the Algon Road. Never look back, never ever went slow. Never look back, heard him say that before. Never look back, never stare at a ghost. PK air when the summertime show. Ain't shit fly but the drones. Oh no, low on the smoke, grab another pack, go. Pop smoke too, we'll play a piano. Pops on you, it's funny how that go. Mom, you too, I never could drink slow. Never look back, heard him say that before. Sound like the type of advice I'd ignore. Funny how time feel off TikTok. You think it just be to drop a clock shot? Never smoke. Sad, I heard that's a thought. Got 44 bucks on the smoke. What you got? Got my mind on a mission, on the road to perdition. The crime in the crime, I admit it, I'm with it. Must suckle up crime for my mama, right titty. Cause if dollar made sense, no question, she was with it. She was queen, pin and independent when I was a kid. Uncle Luke, don't stop, get it, get it, magic city. Mommy told me never give a nigga my plug. Then she told me never give these bitches my love. Still to the day, bro, I'm missing my girl. Still to the day, I'm perfecting my thug. Daddy told me never give a honey my money. Had to ask daddy, did that include money? Made dollar, made cent, made money, money, money. Got a wife built like a playboy bunny. Fucked up, but I kept her because I keep it 100. Made a meal that for real ain't a damn thing funny. Never, never look back. Never look back. Never look back. Never look back. So here's the play. You can't go forward. And you can't go back. The past, the present, the future, all the relevant. The only thing that matters is gratitude. Gratitude is everything. Time is nothing. 81 when I moved to the county where the Kings is. Walk past St. James Place where the King lives. Think quick. Never saw a class of the language. All right. I just want to make sure I got the beginning of verse two in there because I love that. Uh, I love that switch up, that like yeah. back and forth. That's like yeah, one of my favorite great. things they do when they finish each other's sentences. Yeah. True. And uh, that that uh, voice that you heard giving the little motivational speech is a uh, old Def Jux rapper by the name of Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Wow. Uh, which, by the way, if you want to hear the greatest posse cut 
of all time in hip hop. Uh, check out um, the Last Hurrah remix by Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, featuring LP and Danny Brown and Das Racist and Despot. I love me some Danny Brown and some Das Racist. Oh, it's so good! It's, oh my it's god, it's one of my favorite tracks ever. <laughs> it's incredible. Das Racist is the one that, I'm at the Pizza Hut. Yes. I'm at the Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah. I love, I love that song. He's like, I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? The combination make my eyes bleed. <laughs> oh, um, man. You know, Green, Greenville was never the same after they closed down the combination Pizza mm-hmm. Hut and Taco Bell. Like, that's really when we, as an area, as a population, started to decline morally, yeah. spiritually, physically. It is so funny that that song became such a massive meme like eight years after that yeah. group break up, broke up. Because yep. I remember listening to that song back with my like first smartphone um, and I downloaded uh, uh, Slacker. Mm-hmm. That was what I used for like internet radio basically. Right. Because uh, I didn't like Pandora. Uh, Pandora uh, didn't play enough like deep cuts for me. Right. And the Slacker like alternative station um basically defined my music my music taste for like three years there gotcha. for a minute uh we got way off track here. yeah we did <laughs> but i just want to say at the at, at the time they played that song like all the time yeah uh, along with um uh michael jackson yeah michael jackson a million dollars you feel me holler <laughs> also a great song um but uh yeah I don't know. but yeah so i knew i knew about this song like a long time ago and gotcha. i was like super shocked when it started popping up as a meme especially on tiktok yeah it was weird uh great song though i love das racist uh i want them to come back and start making music again because i definitely don't, i don't i don't even think they do hemes might do solo stuff i'm not sure i should probably look into that before i start saying things yeah you know yeah um but then sorry we started talking at the same time but yeah overall good track i personally as somebody like this is just my hang up as somebody with like ptsd i fucking hate when people tell me the past is irrelevant yeah because the past attacks me at least 30 times a day and i'm in therapy we're getting through it but it's it's a little bit of a frustrating sentiment to me this is damn like i think part of the reason we got so off track there was like this is definitely the filler song yeah it's the most nothing song yeah it's fine it's that's all like it's just it's fine that's why we started talking about fucking death's racist yeah it's it's just like you know it never look back it it is kind of a platitude Mm -hmm. you know it's very empty yeah, and I'm just, I'm tired of 47-year-old men telling me, like, don't worry about the past, sweetie. Right. Don't worry about the future. Just be in the moment. Well, in this moment, I'm having a flashback. Back <laughs> yeah. up, Dale. Yeah, it's easy to say that when you're in a when you're in a very successful alternative hip-hop duo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's move on to uh, what is probably, I wouldn't call this my favorite song on the album, but it is definitely, like, one of the ones I return to the most. Uh, this is The Ground Below. Featuring Royal Thunder, I believe. RTJ. The God. The God Killer. This Tokyo and I'm Godzilla. Playing Blackjack versus Death Gun on the car dealer. Just bought a demon. I'm screaming up at the car dealer. Last temptation of Mike, but I'm a God digger. Tell me as a bar that the God don't need a job. And if I did, the old be missing, murdered, and robbed. 
world in my perversion. So I support the sex workers unionizing their services. <laughs> Since you're a yeah. I'm guessing I'm gonna be okay. Say that you don't feel me now. I feel like I'm gonna live somehow. So I ended up playing more of that than I intended to because I was trying to uh, fact check myself on if that was actually Royal Thunder there. And um, I swear to God, like, it looks like it's the band uh, uh, Gang of Four, hmm. which is like an old post-punk band. <laughs> And I'm like losing my mind because I could have fucking sworn. I know that I know that there's a Royal Thunder remix of this song, um, but I really, really could have sworn. So on Genius, it does say the beat for this song is a sample from Gang of Four's Ether. Okay. So they're not actually like on the track; they're being sampled. Right. Okay. So they just have the writing credit. So maybe I'm trying to figure because I. Like, I feel like I'm losing my mind, because I could have sworn when this album first came out, the track actually said featuring Royal Thunder on it. Um, and it's possible that they released the remix first and then took it down to Gaslight You specifically. Yes. That, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't considered that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I mean, because I, 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 I wanted to, like, double check that because i wanted to say that i kind of like royal blood it was royal blood not royal, royal thunder blood. okay um because i like the royal blood remix a little bit better it's almost it's a little more punchy I'll, I'll, I'll play a little bit it's basically the exact same song with um ba with like l live instrumentation so so fun right and honestly now that i know that it isn't royal thunder on the or royal blood jesus christ on the original song um <laughs> it kind of makes me like this remix less really because i had just assumed that um they were like all right uh the it's royal blood playing the backing track for this and then like the royal blood remix is basically just royal blood turned up right basically doing it live but now that i know that they're basically just doing the sample mm -hmm. i'm like oh well fucking they like royal blood could have done more yeah here, i feel like to make it to like justify having their name on it i guess it's your weird. love for the song has deflated ever so slightly i mean no, i still <laughs> i still prefer this version of it just because 
I'm always I'm always gonna be a sucker for people rapping over live instruments. It especially just sounds drums. good. Yeah. It, it just That's that death grips like yeah. it just makes <laughs> it so much more like uh energetic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels more a, alive. Yeah, it has a very live feeling to it. Even though uh I have listened because of this, I have listened to Royal Blood and they put out an album pretty recently. They're so boring. They're such yeah. a boring ass band. Yeah. They're so I don't know. They're just very. They're, That's my issue yeah. with like post punk as a whole. Well, Royal Blood is definitely not a post punk band. Um, Gang of Four is a post punk. Okay, band. gotcha. Royal Blood is definitely like, I would classify them as more like, just kind of standard like rock music. I guess. Mm. You know, they're kind of in that same boat with um. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, yeah, doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, they're fine. I guess they're just kind of boring to me. Yeah, uh, they don't bring a lot to the table. Uh, but I love this. Is like th- we keep getting off track from the song we're actually talking about. But you know, I've always loved I. I've always loved the more bombastic, like, braggadocio. Yeah. Uh, I love a man songs. that can sit, compares himself to Godzilla. Yeah, I love coming in, you know, it's, you know, the god, the Tokyo, you know, the god killer, it's Tokyo when I'm Godzilla. That shit, that shit's so hard. Uh, <laughs> that is, <laughs> I have never sounded more white than when I said, that shit's so hard. That shit's so <laughs> hard. Like, oh my god. No cap. Uh, they be bussing this beat on the, on the track. <laughs> it uh, bangs in the whip. Um. <laughs> <laughs> bangs in the whip, my yeah, dudes. Yeah, you guys ready for some hot fire? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, as as I say, I say that as we're getting into the final two tracks. And spoiler alert, we're going to slow it down. Which I'm okay with. Quite a bit. The next song mm-hmm. is Pulling the Pin, featuring Mavis Staples and Josh Homme of oh. Queens of the Stone Age. That's right. Yep. From a long line of the rancid and swine king of violators, the cloven foot designers are high crime for the Iron Angels. Twisting down through time, see them trying on wine creation. Don't be surprised, it's a mistake to think their influence had faded. But what a wretched state of danger we've made here. I thought to me, perhaps explaining years of self-lobotomy, toxically, perhaps explaining tears and even tears of my cosmology. You numb yourself with years and it can wear upon you honestly. These old foxes got a lot of plots to outboxes Trying to divvy up and dump in corresponding boxes How obnoxious Would a heart of mine connect Expect them targeting like arches You will not travel towards the light If they're in charge of your departure You think the universe forgot us The way to curse and pitch their product So our spirit's not a fire That can't be stuffed to turn to dollars Or the expanse across all space Can't be contained in one small dollar Now I see that it's the same moment in history Back to honor. See, here we are again 
Hello, boy. Long time watcher, first time calling it. Every cage built needs an occupant. Got a dead ball, see a lock it in. Had a good run, but they stopping it. Wanna walk man in the coffin lid. Your heart out fiction fan. Truly the truth, the stranger document. And at best, I'm just getting it wrong. wrong. And at worst, I've been right from the start. It hurts, I've been torn apart. There's a grenade in my heart. And the pit is in their arms. There's a grenade. There's a grenade. A grenade. At best, I feel difficult for what you did. And just like put Mavis Staples singing mournfully on uh, every song forever. Please she's and thank so you. Good. Her voice conveys such a like strain. Right. Like she has a, like I don't her her hook on this song is phenomenal. It's so good. It like you can literally feel it in your chest. Yeah. Yeah. It I this is a great song. Um I do always love the kind of more like slower polit like serious political tracks yeah. from Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of great ones on RTJ three. You know that's kind of what what that album became known for is right. the the tracks like Twenty One Hundred or um, the opener song. Um, and this is another great one for that. It's you know uh, LP. Uh, uh, referencing his line from earlier, you know, every cage built needs an occupant. Yep. You know, a lot of callbacks in this one. And actually, yeah. like, one thing I wanted to say about the last song that kind of just came back to me. Yeah. Um, it is a little hard, like, because Killer Mike didn't become kind of like a little bit more of a capitalist in a vacuum. Like, on the last track, um, he's talking about how his parents kind of raised him to be entrepreneurial a little bit. Yeah. And I can kind of see where that's like hardwired into his brain now, but it's just well, interesting when you're looking at the lyrics of this song. I mean, also, also his dad was a cop. What? That makes so much sense now. <laughs> what? That is, that is pertinent information. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he talks about it a lot. Not on this album. Not on but, this album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just like, wow. Yeah. You know? Uh, great song. Mm-hmm. You know, very, very pained. Very pained song. This is, like, LP always shines on these songs, I he feel does. like. He, he has such a, like way of like weaving metaphors in the and these like complicated rhyme schemes yeah i think that's part of why killer mike took off as like the star of run the jewels for a while there is because he his his lines are always much more straightforward mm-hmm. than lps you know lp gets a little bit more esoteric yeah. and it's kind of hard to follow him sometimes like so the way I compare it is I had one uncle that would, like, tell me stories that would be, like, very, like, rich and intonated and, like, big words and things. Yeah. And then I had another uncle who was just really good at telling a good damn story. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of the difference. Right. You know? Like, they're both great. But I can kind of see yeah. where... LP also loves stringing vowels together. He really it's... does. Is he French? He's, he's from New York. Oh. And, then, and it's a very it's a very New York thing to do. Like uh, MF Doom, very famously oh, does yeah. that a lot too. But it's like you know going back to walking in the cell, you know, be cold since cold flow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's fi- finish this baby yeah, out. Final track. Uh, a few words for the firing squad. And this one's extra special because this one is for us, South Carolina. Yeah. 
Oh. We're doing that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not us specifically. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> when? <laughs> the state of South Carolina is bringing back firing squad expeditions. Yeah. Terrifying. Cool place to live. 10 out of 10. In a radiation out of city sun. I am in love with you. It is my only grace. You know how everything can seem a little out of place. All of my life has seemed to be the only normal state. So being a normal never really meant me feel the same. Being clear about the truth of being sane and never really been the same. I used to want to get the chance to show the world I'm smart. Listen, that dumb, I should have focused mostly on the heart. Because I see smarter people trample life like it's a heart. So being smart ain't what I used to be that's fucking dark. You ever notice that the worst of us have all the chips? It really kind of takes the sheen of people getting rich. Like maybe rich is not the holy ever loving king or nothing fuckers No, we know you're bluffing You are dealing with a motherfucking money, money Run! If I told you that I ever disdain the fortune and fame But the presence of the pleasure never abstained me from any other pain When my mother transitioned to another plane I was sitting on a plane Telling her to hold on And she tried hard but she just couldn't hang Been two years, true fears I'd probably never be the same This is just a chore not to let myself go insane It's crippling, make you wanna lean On a cup of promethazine But my queen say she need a king Not another junkie, flunky rapper fiend Friends tell her he could be another Malcolm, he could be another martyr. She told her partner, I need a husband more than the world need another martyr. Made in Atlanta, jobs. where I used to ride the martyr. With an Indy 22 in the front pocket of my brain starter. Trying to make it out the mud as a baby father's much harder. The same children that you love and the daughter court used to break and rob you. Circumstance would have broke a weaker man, but I put it on my mama. I'm a man of honor and the hardship made me a better money runner. Alright, I'm going to cap it there. Because they just kind of go back and forth trading verses for a while. God, that line of when my mother transitioned to on other planes. Yeah. I was sitting on a plane. That's a tough one. I, that like kind of broke me a little bit. And I yeah. think it's because, you know, what I've got going on personally. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother is just, she's getting older and yeah. she's not going to be here forever. And like when we were listening, it almost like it took my breath away how, how much it hurt. But mm. I think that's, that's Killer Mike. Yeah. He makes you feel it. Yeah, he talks about it. On another song too, I think. Like I think, uh, I don't remember which song. Maybe maybe it was um, Thursday in the Danger Room mm-hmm. uh, from RTJ Three, where he talks about like trying to like get her to hold on until mm-hmm. until he can like get back, and um, but she died like while he was in the air. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, it's insane. And like you know, as two people that are very like, I think we're both very close to our moms. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I just sure. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's it's rough. Like it, it it's it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in that situation. Um, yeah, and then I'm gonna be like I I know a lot of like run the jewels fun facts and stuff. I have no idea what happened to LP's sister. <laughs> Well, that's not a fun fact. Well, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, I, know I, know. Of, I know a lot of trivia. Let's put it that way. Is it, is it in the genius annotations? I'm looking. I'm looking. Let's see. 
Uh, does not say. Okay. Um, mainly talks about like the tradition of offering the person who's about to be shot or killed on death row is an opportunity for last mm. words before they die. Yeah, and their last words are "fuck you too." Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a fantastic closer. It ends with um that silly theme song. Yeah. For Yankee and the Brave. Yep. Um. Uh, and the saxophone. Yes. Out. So. Uh, Anything with a saxophone is immediately a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, f- as, as far as I'm concerned. And this saxophone was recorded by uh, Kokamina Gastelum, mm-hmm. um, who is the saxophone player for Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, Ooh. which is a uh, legendary uh, uh, funk and soul uh, band from the 60s and 70s they were a big part That's of the so cool yeah they were a big part of the revival movement i also just gotta say they knew that they couldn't put the saxophone solo and the mavis uh staples guest track on the same track because our brains would have exploded yeah <laughs> um apparently asap ferg also does vocals on this song somewhere according where to, i have no idea <laughs> like i'm looking at the genius lyrics and i have no he's probably doing ad libs or something like probably. that. probably uh that happens a lot but yeah you know this is very much it's very similar to thursday in the danger room mm-hmm. off of rtj3 um which is kind of another very somber song about death that in that one LP is rapping about Kimuteo mm-hmm. and uh, Killer Mike is rapping about mostly about uh, uh, someone he knew growing up that uh, got shot or something. And that is like that is one of the most heartbreaking songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much on this episode. Right. Uh, I did find out where ASAP Ferg is on the outro. Oh, is he the one doing the yeah? He's, the, he's the, the one the narration. It's um Matt Sweeney and ASAP Ferg. So I'm not sure who's doing what. Okay, Matt Sweeney. I was looking this up. Uh, I forgot to mention that because that was also interesting. Matt Sweeney is the guitarist from Zwan. Do you know who Zwan is? You know that I don't. <laughs> Zwan is the uh, super group that took that has um. The Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins and the bass player from A Perfect Circle. What? Uh, and the guitarist from Slint and then Matt Sweeney. Wow! <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, it was a like, super group from the early 2000s. Uh, and then Matt Sweeney is mostly known as a producer now. Um, so he's producing that gotcha. outro, and I guess ASAP Ferg, which I actually didn't know that. That's very interesting. That's funny that ASAP Ferg is the one doing that because it sound it just sounds like they got whoever does the narration for um, Adult Swim stuff. It does, yeah. and that's very funny to me. Uh, yeah, and uh, from what I remember, that was a re- that was supposed to be. I meant to look this up too. Um, again, I will never do prep work. Uh, before we start recording before prep work i just just hit record and then and then let the pieces fall where they may uh but if i remember correctly yankee and the brave was going to be a like adult swim show like an an animated show they i think they did a pilot for it maybe um and it's also a fun fact yankee and the brave is run the jewels is a fake name in cyberpunk 
Oh my gosh, I do remember we had a whole conversation about this yes. as you were playing through Cyberpunk and like, because one of your favorite things to do in that game is to just get in the car and like drive around with the radio right. on. Because and the radio in Cyberpunk is unironically one of the best features of the game. Yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> so sure. so good. One, one, and one of the best things is um they got every band, because they obviously didn't want like current songs playing on the like future radio right so basically every band created new songs and they were given fake band names i love that and so run the jewels is in universe band name is yankee and the brave um and i do not believe this was made to be or going to be a show i might be thinking of apparently the animated music video yeah that was uploaded by adult swim well and a lot of artists uh that came up around this time um like very successful musicians uh were pitching adult swim shows and had pilots made like infamously because yes. i can't not talk about my chemical romance on like every episode of this podcast uh, Gerard Way was on his way to the Adult Swim offices on September 11th, 2001, <laughs> to pitch a show called Breakfast Boy Hell about yeah. a boy that makes breakfast, I assume. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's very common, I feel like, for like artists that got huge during this era, like, had a lot to do with Adult Swim. Yeah. <laughs> like, for especially sure. if they weren't like radio staples necessarily. Like, maybe on like hip hop stations and like mm-hmm. some of the butt rock stations, but. Yeah. Uh, okay. Never mind. I, I saw something in the description that made it seem like, but I, I think adult. I think what happened was um. Adult Swim, like, made made the music video, and the idea is that it's supposed to play like the theme song for the, for the Yankee and the Brave TV show. Gotcha. Um. Uh, but yeah. So final thoughts on the album. Final thoughts on the album. Uh, it's a very good album. I will say it is probably the first Run the Jewels album that I did not like as much as the one before it. Right. Because uh, they had been consistently getting better. Right. And then I feel like once you hit Run the Jewels 3, that is such a perfect album. Yeah, it's kind of hard to polish that up anymore. Yeah, same for me. Like, I like pretty much every song in this album except for maybe like two or three that just don't, Mm -hmm. like, just don't quite hit it for me. Um, For me, this is like... An 8.5 to 9 out of 10. Yeah. You know, Friend the Jewels 3 is like a 10 out of 10 for me. This is definitely like, it's close. Right. But I agree with you. It's it's really hard to follow up uh, RDJ yeah. 3. It's just yeah. so well composed and the tracks like make sense where they are on the album. Like the flow from start to finish is excellent. It feels like you're going on a journey. For me, it's definitely a 7, uh, possibly an 8, you know, closer to an 8 than a 6, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they say. But, um, like, it's still, it, it's it's a great album. You know, Killer Mike and LP are just sharp as ever. The production is very fun. I think it's so much more busy than the last album, and I think that's what kind of made it, like, a grower mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of, like, like, a lot of the sounds on this album are very jarring. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just not. It's not my favorite Run the Jewels album. It is still very good. Uh, it does. It has the least amount of like standout tracks to me. Yeah, because really for me, it's just um, Walking in the Snow. Yeah. Ooh la la. There, there, there's nothing on this album that quite hits the highs of like 
blockbuster night part one yeah or, or um or a panther like a panther from yeah. one of the jewels three you know mm-hmm. or close your eyes and count to fuck like no nothing nothing quite hits those those massive highs for me which is you know fair it's hard to do yeah um and it, like it does make me wonder how long they're gonna keep doing this yeah. Like, how many Run the Jewels albums are we going to get before they decide to start doing solo stuff again? Right, which I think that might be... I think it's coming. Yeah. Like, as much as I don't I don't ever want Run the Jewels to break up, mm-hmm. but, like, I do want them to be free as artists to kind of pursue different things as well. Yeah. But, like, they're never going to not be friends. I would yeah, be very course. shocked if anything happened to their friendships. So, like, I think we'll probably be doing Run the Jewels album listens until we are very old. <laughs> yeah. Possibly after they're already dead. Yeah. Get that Lincoln Park single treatment. <laughs> oh no, uh, a posthumous Killer Mike song. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we yeah, need that. It doesn't sound good. Killer Mike's wife. Please don't let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So are we ready to do the next pick? Well, let's do plugs first. Oh yeah, we always yeah. forget plugs. Yeah, and uh, we want to do. We got to. We got to stay brand minded here. Yeah. You got. You got to do plugs before. So people uh, stick around, you know, yeah. to, to mm-hmm. see what album gets mm-hmm. picked next. But anyway. Always be plugging. Always be plugging. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MBF uh, Records Pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Frequency Shifts or Twitter, not Instagram. You are also on Instagram as Frequency Shifts, though. I'm not. You I don't mean, post I mean, te- there. Yeah, technically, <laughs> technically it exists, but I don't do anything with it. Yeah, if you go there, you'll actually see some very cool uh, vinyl photos that he yeah. kind of started doing, and and then gave up on. That's okay. Don't. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm for sure gonna stick with it this time. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Amanda Moonchild. You can find my professional hair work at Amanda Moonchild on Instagram, and my personal moth art chaos messness and you can see all our lovely pets at spicy pisces crises on instagram mm-hmm. uh rate the podcast on spotify yeah give us five stars uh, I've, I've heard people on other podcasts say that apparently yeah. it helps we would love that please rate <laughs> us i will not be looking at the metrics because it'll probably bum me up but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh next week we are doing <laughs> oh no Oh, it's never good when he laughs, is it? We are doing the Anthropocene Extinction by Cattle cattle Decapitation. Let's fucking go! I love Cattle Decapitation. Let's go! We dipped our toes into death metal on the first album. Now we get to do vegan death metal. I'm so fucking excited. We get to do real death metal. Um, But, yeah, uh, that's that's all for the show, folks. That's all, folks. Um, don't forget to do all that stuff that we said. Follow us on our socials. Rate the podcast five stars only. And we will see y'all next week. Bye.